Hello, this is Brian Auten of Apologetics 315, and we are reading Is God Just a Human Invention? and 17 Other Questions Raised by the New Atheists by Sean McDowell and Jonathan Morrow. Well, Sean, I'm excited to be taking part in this read-along project for this book. Before we dive in, can you give us sort of an overview, a bird's-eye view of, of what's in the book and you and Jonathan's goal for writing it? Yeah, sure, Brian. I would be happy to. Uh, first off, the reason we wrote it is because atheism is clearly making a comeback in our culture. There's been more discussion about atheism. There's been this atheist rally in Washington, D.C. There's been atheist clubs showing up everywhere. And a lot of Christians have felt kind of beat up by this. And a lot of the responses had not been, a lot of their arguments had not been responded to very forcefully. So Jonathan and I, both trained in philosophy and apologetics, wanted to respond to their objections, but do it in a little bit of a different way. So I think what's unique about this book is it, there are some, there's plenty of good books out there responding to the new atheists, but usually they just kind of approach the scientific issues or the moral issues or the biblical challenges or the philosophical challenges. What we wanted to do is to kind of tackle the top objections that they raise in a holistic manner in a way that kind of non-specialists could follow and appreciate, and yet somebody who's already into apologetics could get more depth and uh, feel more equipped in dealing with some of these challenges. Well, I love the book. It's a great book, and, and it gives so much information in a, a concise way, but it's not shallow. It, it gives you a good amount of depth and density to the content. So I highly recommend the book. I'm really excited to be going through this read-along with it. Throughout the book, you introduce us through their contributions to a number of different apologists and thinkers and authors, uh, theologians and philosophers, and they have contributions as well in the areas of their specialization. So there's a lot of diversity in content, and it's just a, an easy, good read. We've interviewed you in the past when the book was released, so I'm going to point people to that in the blog post. But we've got two parts to the book, part one responding to scientific and philosophical challenges, and part two which deals with more of the moral and biblical challenges. And you start off the book and you introduce it with a story about two Oxford atheists. So what's the goal, Sean, behind this story? This was kind of a fun intro to make it not just scientific, historical, or philosophical facts, but to realize that there are people involved in these debates. So we start off comparing and contrasting two of the most famous living uh, apologists, or really famous living scientists and thinkers today, one being, of course, Richard Dawkins, the most well-known atheist or agnostic in the world, um, and then the second one is Alistair McGrath. And we talk about how there's some amazing similarities in how they were raised, amazing similarities in what they studied. They both actually studied different sciences. And there's also similarities in you know, the, the education that they had and the culture they lived in, and yet they come to radically different conclusions about belief in God. So what typically happens in our culture today is that it's the religious people who have no faith and are blind and are just kind of believing by their own whims, and it's the atheists who are educated, we're starting off this book saying, wait a minute, here's two brilliant people on both sides, they're both educated, they know their facts, and they disagree. Let's delve in and explore the issues of which they disagree about and offer responses to some of the most common um, objections that are made. Now in this first chapter, we show that the 
the tone of the rhetoric, so to speak, has really been ramped up. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a time, you know, in our history, in modern history, where atheists have had such a voice and they've gone out of their way to do bus campaigns. They've sold so many books. They have podcasts. They have rallies on Washington, D.C., trying to claim America back for the secular, you know, elite, so to speak. We want to respond to their issues head on. But we also want to do it with a little bit of a different tone. You know, it says clearly in the scriptures that we're to offer response for what we believe, but to do it with gentleness and to do it with respect. So we take their issues on. We don't pull any punches in terms of the truth, but we try to do it with respect to our opponents and try to just bring down the conversational tone a little bit where there's not so much shrill, you know, screaming going on and there's kind of conversation. So that's how we kind of begin this book uh, in the intro. Mm -hmm. Well, chapter one is entitled, Is Faith Rational? So what should the reader expect when getting into this chapter? Well, this is an important subject to discuss, and there's a reason why we started with it. Because typically what the way this debate is, is hashed out is that it's the atheists and the skeptics who are the bright ones, they're the intellectual ones, they're the ones who use reason. And of course, Christians are the ones, or those who believe in God, are entirely the ones who base upon faith. So we point out a couple things. For example, Sam Harris says, Faith is generally nothing more than the permission religious people give one another to believe things strongly without evidence. Well, that's a pretty powerful claim. So, for example, we look at the claim about doubting Thomas. I mean, I hear all the time from skeptics and Christians alike, people say things such as, well, look, doubting Thomas demanded evidence, and, you know, Jesus castigated him for demanding evidence. Really, what you should just have is blind faith. Well, as we point out in the chapter, that's totally a misunderstanding of what Jesus was saying to Thomas. All you got to do is look at the context. Then we also show biblically what faith is. Faith is not believing things without evidence. I think faith is best understood as trusting in what we have reason to believe is true. So reason has always been a basis within the Christian faith. So we point to biblical examples where Jesus and Paul and even Moses, where reason and evidence were given. We point to some of the early church fathers. And at the end, we kind of make the point that everybody has faith. I mean, even atheists have faith in something. So the question is not faith versus reason. The question is whose faith is most reasonable and where does the evidence point? Thanks, John. And I hope you'll read along with Apologetics 315.